0: There'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash gelb to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Starting four lines at the top, page Nunzayan 57. be so Yitzchak wanted to bless Esau with this intense level of the dew in order to, like the torch, be like the great torch which would absorb the little sparks uh, within within Esau to uplift the sparks. But really, in truth, Yitzchak made up a mistake in this. Because Yitzchak was able to see Esau from above to below, meaning to see him how he was in his true potential above, <coughs> to see the spirituality within Asaph. I mean he saw him from the level of the makif, the encompassing light of levina zaka, of this type of the eleventh spice of the spices uh, that were brought for the ketores, which is which always this level of this eleventh spice uh, refers to the the godly level, which. Basically, in the klipa, there there can't be the 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 life of godliness cannot reside within klipa in an internal way because klipa the negativity is totally opposite from it. So it's not a proper container to to receive that holy life force. So therefore, the klipa gets its life force or whatever life is in the klipa is in it within it in a way of gullus, like it's there almost against its will and not in a revealed way, It's totally concealed the life within the klipa and the there is a level of uh that transcends that life force which connects it back to the kedusha which is the, the makif the encompassing more uh external life of the kleipa and that's referred to in the Levina Zako, that one of the spices of the katitus <coughs> that they brought for the in the base of mikdash which was made up of a um the blood of a non pure animal and it was the eleventh spice showing that it was one above the ten. The ten being the ten spheres, which enclose in an in internal way and relate to the holiness. And then there's the eleventh, which is the one above it, the makif, which is able to connect the life force, which is in golus, which is exiled within the unholy things, back to the holy source. So Yitzchak saw Esav on this holy source. He saw how Esav has... This intense holiness within him from Toyu, because he was looking at him from the Zaka, from the level, the holy level, which is which transcends every negative evil force within the world and connects it back to its holiness. And therefore, he thought that Asaph was good because of that. There was that good that was encompassing him, but not within him in an internal way. The real, he was really evil because the the inner life force within him was actually engulfed within him in a bad way and so to say, taken against its will. So Yitzchak thought that Yisuf was good. I mean, he wasn't totally good, but he thought that he had the Toiv of Neuge, meaning the good spark within Klipa's the the Klipa, the, the, the force which conceals godliness, but the shining Klipa, it still has a redeemable spark within it. So he thought Esav had that redeemable spark. And that it was possible to refine him and uplift the sparks of Esav in that way, of bring of drawing down that intense revelation from the from the tal, from the dew which is from the inner essence of Keser which transcends even Toyo Antik, but it really, in truth, is impossible possible to refine Asav, in that way of drawing down that intense revelation of Godliness? If Yitzchak would have drawn down onto of a revelation of that sublime light of the dew, it would have been in one of two ways. Or that intense revelation would have just been swallowed up Within him, and he would have been swallowed up by the evil Asav, and nothing would have come of that revelation. It would, actually, the revelation would have been taken to the unholy forces, to the Klipa, or that intense revelation would have totally nullified it, nullified and made uh, the existence of Asav totally, and made him totally be lost. It wouldn't have uplifted the sparks within him. On the contrary, it would have just destroyed his existence, including the holy sparks within him. Because the whole that's known, this is going to explain why these two ways it would have been either it would have been swallowed within him or his existence would have been totally nullified and lost through this revelation because it's known that the. The external forces, which are referred to the klipa, the un- unho- unholy forces of the world which conceal godliness, which they're called chitzenim, the, the external, because they're outside of the realm of holiness, and because also they get their godly life force only from a more external level of godliness, not from the inner core of godliness. So the unique of the chitzenim, the klipa, the way that it suckles, so to say, its life force from 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 the holiness is gamim chines It can also get its life force from the the encompassing, sublime encompassing light, which is so high that it can't come and clothe and reveal itself in, in a real way, in a felt way within the vessel, the container, the creation which which is being revealed in. Because it's too high, it's too high to be revealed within it. Um, so the Klippa gets its life force even from this Machiavellian. Because usually they, we say that the klipa gets its life force from just a, like I said, the, that's what they call chitzenim, the external, because they get from the external level of godliness, meaning the most contracted ray of godliness, condensed, confined, it's so small. Therefore, that little life force from holiness can be sucked into the klipa. But it also, klipa can get its life force from the very, very, very high level of godliness. Like it says about the klipa, if you uplift yourself, if you, if you lift yourself up like an eagle, and that's referring to the the Klipa lifting itself up with, with a great uh, gaiva uh, haughtiness to just steal from the Kedusha. Behind him, this really only refers to the more external level of that sublime, encompassing light. The because in that level, the external level of the sublime, encompassing light, it's so high that it doesn't differentiate between light and darkness, good and bad. And therefore, everyone can receive from that level. It's a level of godliness which still is above all limitation above all definitions, and therefore even above the definitions of good and bad. Yet, and therefore, even the klipa can uplift itself and take from that and steal from that level. And that's the meaning of what we just said: that if this level of the do of um, this sublime level, this high level of godliness, would be revealed in Asav. It would have been swallowed up within him, which refers to the external level of the encompassing sublime light. That external level is the level which still is above all definition. Therefore, the klipa can take from it and not, it's not going to be uplifted by it. Rather, it's going to take and suckle its life force from it. And if it would have been drawn down onto Esau and the Panemia in samakif and the inner core of the, this um, encompassing sublime light of God, that it's impossible for the sitra achra, for the klipa, for the evil forces of the world to receive from that inner core, the inner essence of this of this sublime light. So then, then the existence of the of the sitra achra, the klipa, would, t- would be totally nullified, and the ace of existence would be totally lost. Um, because the a Makif. the makif in general, it refers to the will of Hashem, the Hashem's desire, and Hashem does not desire in a in true inner desire. His true inner desire is not within the klipa. The klipa is only there for as a means to an end to give free choice to the Jewish people, and therefore they do get life force because, but only from the external because they, Hashem in the end doesn't want them in and of themselves. He wants them for a separate, another purpose. But therefore, they, that's why the klipa can never get from the internal, from the inner core essence of the, chit- the makif, of the desire of Hashem, because the klipa is not the inner desire of Hashem. Hashem's inner desire is in the Jewish people, and that we should fulfill trade of mitzvahs, and therefore the klipa, the evil forces, have no... Place within that inner inner desire of Hashem, the true desire of Hashem, they are not His true desire. They are just a means to an, means to an end. And therefore, if that inner inner desire of Hashem would be revealed, meaning the the inner core of the Makif, of the of the sublime, um, supernal, encompassing light would be revealed onto Esav or onto any force of of negativity, it would be totally nullified out of existence. <speaking in Hebrew> And like it says in this verse that the angel of Hashem went out and he smote the in the encamp of Sanhediv, referring to, um, in a deeper sense, the a revelation from the panimia samakif, from the inner core of Hashem's desire, being revealed on the negativity of Sanhediv and his encampment and his people and his army, and that automatically smote them. It nullified their existence. And similarly, Asa's existence would have been totally lost and, and nullified and voided through the revelation of this inner core essence of the encompassing light. And we must say that even the holy sparks within of would have been totally lost through the revelation of this inner essence of the encompassing light. As it explained in another place, there is there's a concept that a person is gathered up to Hashem, meaning he passes away without true judgment, meaning, like um, Rashi explains in the Gemara, in Chagiga, that yesh kol ovin biyodi, there's a person that will pass away without any sin, mishpat and there was really no judgment, there was no case that he should have been passed away. And in the it on that verse, in um, on the verse, which is in... Um, Proverbs Mishle It says It says In the David That Somebody who's gathered up And passes away From the world Without any judgment Mishpat um, mavis Without any judgment To die Ki you must. He didn't do anything To be um, Put to death Because of that And it was He's actually taken From the world Because of someone else's sin um, and Rashi says in that verse uh, a whole other explanation. <laughs> not for not for any reason, not for any just reason. <laughs> okay, so this is talking about a whole different explanation. But the point over here, in the Mimer, talking about that, the, even the, sp- the sparks of holiness would be lost through the revelation of this intense inner essence of the encompassing light. The um, that these these holy sparks would be taken away, even though there was no reason that they should be taken away. The that the the holy sparks within that person that's taken from this world without any reason, even the holy sparks are taken away um, momentarily. And the spiritual says that you have to get rid of this, the, this, this, this. You have to get rid of this negativity. Even though that together with that you're going to get rid of the holy sparks within him eh, momentarily. I mean, being that for this moment, meaning a special need, there was a special need to, that the salvation should be in such a way that getting rid of the negativity had to be in such a way that to totally destroy the, the uh, enemy or the bad, evil force, if it needed to be in such a way that you needed to totally destroy the negativity, there was no way to free the, the holy sparks within him without destroying him totally, then that's the way it had to be in specific cases. And afterwards, there has to be a refinement of the sparks, then after afterwards there has to be a refinement of these sparks that were pushed away through pushing away and through nullifying the existence of this negativity to uplift these sparks also. Um, so however, if so, this is going back to our original point, if the intense revelation from the inner essence, the panimia samakif, would be revealed on of it would totally nullify its existence and even the holy sparks within it would be, lo- would be lost, at least momentarily. Uh, therefore, it was impossible to be the refinement of the sparks from Asav uh, through drawing down this sublime, uh, sublime, uh, supernal light onto him. Rather, there had to be the drawing down of this intense revelation of godliness of the dew of the heavens to Yaakov specifically. Which is Ill. because true, really the, uh, the refinement and the uplifting of these holy sparks really does come from this level of the tal, of the dew, which is Ill. like we said before, and the analogy of the torch uh, absorbing little uh, sparks, but this, this um, refinement and uplifting of the sparks that comes through the dew can only be when it's used through Yaakov, not when it's drawn down Directly to Esav, has to go through Yaakov, and then Yaakov uses that power on Esav. Because in the holy side, which is a proper vessel, which is a proper vessel to contain that intense revelation of Godliness, it can contain that, it can receive that high level of the the dew. Whereas Esav is totally goes against that that his whole existence is con- contradicts that revelation. Therefore, when it would be revealed on him, his existence would be totally lost and nullified. But the, the inner core of the makif, which is the Shem's true desire, is in the Jewish people, is in holiness. Therefore they can receive that revelation. <laughs> and through Yakov there's there can be brought about the refinement. Oh Nasa I went back to the same line. <laughs> and when this revelation, this intense revelation of the dew is drawn down into Yaakov, then he can bring out the, the refi- bring about the refinement of these sparks within A7 Laat Laat, little by little meaning step by step in a way where it's not going to be just an intense revelation all at once, which would totally nullify the existence of the of the negativity of the of Esav but Yakiv could take that intensity that intense revelation, contain it, receive it, and then little by little, bring that revelation into the negativity of Esav in such a way where it won't overwhelm him, it won't nullify him and then the holy sparks within him will become refined and uplifted and that's the reason why the blessings had to be specifically given uh, these blessings of the, of the dew had to be given to Yaakov because he's the only one that could really uplift these sparks of the Nesav that Yitzchak wanted to do just by drawing down directly to him this intense revelation which never would have worked it would have even been swallowed up within him because even the, 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 the Kalippa can get that from that, and that, the the external level of makif, which doesn't make a difference yet between good and bad, or it would have totally nullified his existence because the internal of the makif is the true desire of Hashem, which the true desire of Hashem is not in the klipah, it's just a means to an end, it's rather in the Jewish people. And therefore, if that, that light would have been revealed on him, it would have totally nullified, nullified him. And therefore, Yitzhak had, or Yaakov had to get that, that light and bring it into Esau's existence little by little in order to uplift the sparks in a way where his existence would not be totally lost. But we still have to understand why the taking of these blessings from Yitzchak had to be through trickery. Like we said before, about with the plans that Rivka and Yaakov did to get these blessings, they tricked, so to say, they tricked Yitzchak in order to get them. So however, the explanation is in the simple sense, Yitzchak wanted to bless. With the dew of the heavens and the much much grain and produce, he wanted to give it to Esav. <speaking in Hebrew> for for Yaakov, Yitzchak prepared a different blessing. <speaking in Hebrew> and this is what Yitzchak actually did bless Yaakov with at the end of that that portion when he when when Yaakov left to pater um to go work by Lavan. <speaking in Hebrew> That, uh, you should be fruitful and you should be multiply. as and Hashem should give you the blessings of Abraham. So this is the blessing that was that he that Yitzchak intended for Yaakov. So now we have to understand why Yitzchak wanted to give these two separate blessings. The one to Esav is which much, much grain and much physicality and all these physical blessings into to Yaakov. He said they should be fruitful, multiply, and Hashem should give you the blessings of Avram. Result. The sages say in Pirke Abis, This is the way of Torah, to acquire to, to acquire the Torah and to learn Torah and to absorb it properly. Simple explanation, you have to eat bread with just um, salt and live a life of um, pain, uh, meaning not live with abundance, just a very minuscule, not, not taking a lot of physicality. Not be totally indulged in physical. And sleep on and just sleep on the ground. That's the way to really acquire Torah. Not to, to be not to be indulged in the physical world. The more that you be in the physical, the more that you're not going to have time to really absorb and remember what you learn and to really take it to heart. That's a simple explanation. And that's why Yitzchak wanted the Yaakov to be according to this way of Torah, like we just explained. And that's why he gave these blessings of much grain and wine and all physical blessings he gave it to Esau, which is not the way of Torah. The way of Torah is not to have this abundance of physicality, which will distract a person from the Torah and absorbing Torah and really living that Torah life. But Rivka had another idea. She wanted even Yaakov to get these blessings, these physical blessings of much grain and wine. The So why did Rivka want these blessings, which seemingly makes sense? Why they didn't want to go to Yaakov, Yaakov, and wanted to have uh, wanted Yaakov to have the way of Torah, which is not to be totally indulged in physical physicality in order to really live a Torah lifestyle. Why did Rivka want them to go? Even so, wanted these these physical blessings to go to Yaakov. Uh, the hein, the explanation is the hein. I must admit, to this case. Be kisra shel teira. The truth is, it's it's taka, it's it's taka true that somebody who wants to merit the crown of teira meaning he wants to really master Torah and to really live a Torah life. He does not need to choose. He shouldn't choose in the physical the physical indulgences. To have a life of a lot of grain and a lot of wine, a lot of money, a lot of physicality. If you really want to become master Torah and to really become one with the Torah, you have to, be, you have to choose a life of not physical indulgences. But that is Yisrael, in physical indulgences. And in general, every Jewish person even somebody who's not whose main main work is not just learning Torah all day, should not um put in an extra work and effort an extra effort to get all these you know much physicality and these physical abundance any single any jewish person shouldn't shouldn't make that their main you know um effort in their life to get all that physicality But the Rebbe Hashav said, but when these physical blessings do come to a person in an automatic way without having to put an effort and real, you know, effort into that, or at least not through a lot of effort, just a little effort, it's a very good thing that a person, a Jewish person should have all abundance of physicality, as long as he didn't have to come through a lot of extreme effort because through the Jewish person receiving the abundance of physicality it can be added to him a great uh, additional godly energy and a, a lot more vitality to the person why uh, now he goes in to explain the the as it's known that the the um inanimate and the vegetation and the and the animal kingdom. Uh, their source is actually from the Toyu, the world of Toyu, we explained in the previous mimer, which is the intense infinite revelation of Hashem, which came before, which is on a higher level than the world of Tikkun, which only experiences a limited revelation of godliness according to the level of the finite vessels there. So the source of these all these physical beings, the inanimate the vegetation, and the animal kingdom is all from this higher level of the intense revelation of godliness. And through a person using these physical things and refining them and uplifting them, using them for a godly purpose, you know, like eating animal, eating the a chicken, or eating salad. For the sake of getting energy to serve Hashem better. So that's that's how he refines the sparks within these things, which within these physical things, which came from toyu So through refining the sparks, Then the person gets an additional godly energy, additional light from the level, the, the high level of toyu the intense level of Tehu. Like it says in the verse, a person does not live on the bread alone. Rather, on the, on the utterance of Hashem does a person live. Meaning he doesn't live on the physicality, the physical bread, the physical animal that he's eating. doesn't give him life. Rather, it's the godly spark, the godly energy within all these physical things is what gives the person the energy to live even though a person also has the utterance of Hashem within him, like it says, <inaudible> Hashem said, let us make man, that's the utterance of Hashem, which is live giving the person life. However, <inaudible> But the utterance of Hashem, the energy from Hashem within the, within the food, comes from a higher source. <inaudible> like we just said, that it comes from the world of Tehu, which has this intense, intense, infinite, godly energy with, uh, there. And therefore, <inaudible> on the next page, <inaudible> That's why specifically through eating something which has this high source, this intense energy from toyu in it, the person gets life. He can live. Uh, meaning the person, even though he's on a higher level than these, these physical objects of the inanimate, the vegetative, and the animal kingdom, he nevertheless he gets his life from them, even though he has within him the utterance of Hashem giving him life, because he needs to get additional life from the high sparks within these physical things that comes from toyu, which is higher than his source from tikkun beginning of page and now we just said so we ended off that um, that even though that a, that a person the way of Torah to really merit to understand Torah properly it shouldn't be indulged in physicality but if a but in general nobody should put too much effort in and in, in, in put in, too much effort in their and too much concentration on getting these physical blessings. but if they come to a person automatically or not with a lot of effort, that's very good because why Because through getting all these physical things in your life you can uplift them and get an additional level of life force from them because the source of all these physical blessings that a person gets actually comes from the world of Toyu, which has an intense level of revelation of godliness. And when used for the right purpose, for godly purpose, to serve Hashem better, you get that that high level energy from Toyu. You get that extra energy within your soul and it it gives you more energy in doing other spiritual pursuits. And that's why physicality has the ability to enliven the person, give a person life, and it's not enough just to have the utterance, utterance of Hashem within him because they have a higher source within Toyu. And if you refine that, those physical things, use them for the right purpose, then you get that extra energy from Toyu. We'll stop there at the top of page Nun Ches. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chsidis. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chsidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Tehrer, Lekute Tehrer, almost every week. And there you'll also find an archive for all our other or older Maimaran that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yam Taivim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better and you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at RabbiGelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.